Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Swiss Ballers Pod. I'm Fabo and as always I'm joined by two absolute ballers, my good friend Armin back home in Zurich and Jaden, Brent FC's starlet winger and Tekka's master extraordinaire joining us from West London. How are we doing boys? I'm doing very well, very very well. Yes, me too, thanks. As you can tell, we've swapped out Toto for a special guest. I'm I'm super excited to do this, actually. It's been in the pipeline for a while now, and the man is finally here after 20 minutes of, of uh, technical issues. Jaden, Brent's finest youth talent at the moment. Cheers for being here, man. I really appreciate this. Yeah, no, it's good fun. I'm here to replace Toto. So whenever Toto is not here, I'll be filling in for him, He's taking already... that spot away. I love that. I'm He's an already... adopted Swiss baller. He's he's going in he's going in with with a lot of ambition I I love to hear it um and and it kind of segues into what this episode is all about we're going to chat about mentality in football ambitions Jaden's future plans and what it takes to improve your ability when the talent is is all there really first though let's let's intro uh, first question to you Jaden talent or hard work what's more important hard work definitely. Not necessarily, it's, it's a mixture of two, but I'd say hard work. Okay. Armand, in terms of mentality, which sports person inspires you? Uh, I would say Ronaldo and Michael Jordan. Yeah, I was going to ask you for two names because I anticipated Ronaldo to be there. Jaden, do you want to add any other names to that list? Or You know what, I've actually got a rogue name that... No one would ever say, but I mean, there's a bit of bias in it because I am a Kiefer fan. But a Barry Eze. <laughs> okay, what what inspires you about his men, or like where do you see his mentality? So first of all, he's a very very positive person. Which considering everything he's been through, is I don't know. It's very. It'd be hard to keep a positive attitude in that situation. Is put in with being released from Arsenal, and then Fulham and Millwall. And then not getting a chance till he comes to QPR. I think there's something, there's something quite, quite envious of how he can just, I don't know, drop everything and move on to the next thing and succeed there. That is a very left left field uh, inclusion, mm. but I, I do. I would say uh, Lewis Hamilton as well. Oh, that's an interesting one as well. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna ask, add the likes of of uh, Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal onto that list. They definitely, yeah. they definitely inspire me. But Michael Jordan's up there. And uh, yeah, I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo is hard to hard to ignore in this list. Okay, let's get let's go into it. Maybe to start off, Jaden, give us a bit of a of a background, uh, the profile of of yours, maybe to to start things off. Where where did you? I mean, we we all, we all knew you grew up in in London, but, but but where did you learn about football? How did you fall in love with the game? What were your first steps into the world of football? Um, so essentially I, I started playing football when I was very, very young, about four or five. Started kicking the ball around my older brother, who's also a very avid footballer as well. So he's the one who sort of taught me how to play football and the technique of how to do stuff, which is why when you watch me play and you watch him play, we're identical players just because it is, we're built the same. It's, how, how, many is years older, how many years older than he's you? He's six years older. Okay. Yeah. But, um, and then that that progressed once I get to I started playing like organized Sunday football quite late. 
So people usually start like nine, eight, nine, maybe start playing games stuff. I didn't start playing full games until about 11, 12. Um, so that, that took me a while to get used to the whole bigger pitch, the, the, the other rule offside rule, etc. all of that. And that's when I, uh, before games, I'd be, my uncle used to put on Tarapt highlights. Me and my cousin, they used to play in the same team. We used to just watch Tarapt highlights for hours before our games, trying mm-hmm. to recreate anything that happened that we saw Tarapt do in our game. So you, you haven't, so, so you didn't really join a, a team until you were 11 years old. I assume, yeah. I assume that's very different for how you started, Armin. How was that for you? Uh, I started, I think, with five or six. Yeah. And then and you join a club or do you just play on the street? Yeah, I was I was in the same club my whole life. So, um, yeah, I joined the club and this was like, because football is so popular in Switzerland, they have like this, especially in around my area, this pool of kids just running running. Uh, around chasing the ball at the start and then it gets more organized i think uh if you get it if you get older but uh, it was just just having fun good times good times and then you just basically work your way up in yeah in that club and and now you're playing uh up in the in the higher leagues yeah let's chat about the the differences in in that Jaden because I know the football pyramid in England is inherently different to how it works in Switzerland because what Armand just said there is very much how I learned or how I got into the game as well you you join your local team the the team down the road usually there's a football pitch somewhere where you live there usually have a football club you join them with your mates you train a couple of times a week after school you have a game on the weekend pretty much from like Year yeah. five on or something. Uh, year, sorry, mm-hmm. five years old on, and then a lot of people have this sort of story like Armand does, where they just kind of stay at the same club all their lives and just work their way up through the juniors because most of the clubs will have a, a large uh, number of junior teams, and then you'll eventually go play grown-up football. Whereas in England, I don't really understand that how it works, but I know it's very different. So maybe explain how that works to us how you you join a club is that a school team is that a local football club do they have juniors and and grown-up football how does how does that work so essentially it's youth football gets mixed into two sort of groups so you get your sunday league teams saturday league teams whatever young age groups then you get your school teams they don't really mix but um and the difference yeah, is so that anyone join... can join. The difference is that anyone can join a Sunday league team, and I assume the coaching will be sort of done by parents and kind of, you know, park park pitches and stuff like that. And whereas sto- yeah. school teams are more organized. Yeah. So as you do get sort of when you're ten, eleven, you do sort of get the parents in the park coaching, sort of that sort of thing. But then once you can get I say it's about 13, 14, you start getting a few parents who have taken a liking to coaching or have been doing it for a few years, start doing their coaching badges and stuff. And then they start creating these teams that are still Sunday league, but like, for example, a Hanwell Town is a step-free team. Their men's team are a step-free team, good team, very good team. 
but their younger age groups are still sort of like a Sunday league, Sunday league team. So it's weird how, obviously, they can't have an academy because they're not, they're not at the the level needed for an academy. But it's weird how it can almost morph into from a Sunday league team into a step step three team that are pushing for promotion to the football league. So, so how does it work for a team like Hanwell Town then? If they don't, if they're not allowed to have an academy, does that mean they don't have junior teams? They don't have little like like ranks? Because again, in Switzerland, and I assume it's the same for you, Armin. You have almost every little club in any like area of the of town will have its own junior ranks, its own academy, basically, where mm. from year five years old to basically twenty years old, you just have kids playing football. Mm. And you're saying now that clubs like Hanwell Town can't, can't have that. How does what, what? How does that work? So you can obviously they can have in some some aspect of it an academy of bringing players through from the younger age groups up to the men's team or whatever. But they wouldn't be able to have like a structured like Cat Three Four Academy play. And against other academies like I don't know, like a Cambridge or a Colchester, they wouldn't be able to have that because they don't have the pro license for it. You have to have a pro license to have an academy at that level. Um, so yeah, they do in in some aspect have an academy of bringing players through from the younger age groups, but it's not at the same level as a a pro club would be. That sounds very difficult. Or but maybe the next question is. <clears throat> How do the big academies source their players? And do they go watch teams like Hanwell Town or like their junior teams or school football? What where do they source their talent from? So this if if for example, if I said Chelsea want a new, I don't know, left winger for their under thirteen age group, they would typically for a Cat One Academy, I'd say the most I'm not I'm not as in the know of it because I haven't looked at that side of the game, but I would say they look at mostly players from academies in I say cat two maybe, cat three academies. So they might look at a QPR left winger or something like that. Uh to then bring through up into it. Whereas a, a cat two or three team like a QPR might look at might go and watch a Hanwell Town under under eighteens game, see a very good player there and then take him on to become a scholar or so even even at youth level, there's this, <clears throat> there's this divide between the biggest clubs and yeah. the the smaller clubs. What are your yeah. thoughts on that, Armin? Yeah, it, it sounds very complicated to me in a way. But uh, I mean, and I, and I thought that it was maybe reversed in a way that the school teams were maybe a bit more. I don't know. I'd say like teach by the parents and maybe not the professional and that the local football teams would have more organization and a bit more competitiveness in placement that is reversed was quite uh yeah, it's interesting to hear but i mean if it works it works yeah i i don't know i for me it just seems yeah it seems very complicated to me as well yeah. because the system because it, here is so it's simple, so simple. It? Yeah, it's, yeah it's the most simple system you can have and and the concept of a school team does just simply not exist in switzerland i mean you do have no you know yeah, like but occasionally like, like a school team where you like surely. play against. yeah but it's like it's not it's nothing serious it's like one game a year where you yeah. play against the rival schools but, but it was you a big game that yeah of course it was <laughs> because, uh, because you're playing against your local rivals but it was never like a 
a, a like a kind of a regular thing where you keep no. going and keep training with your school team it's very much like you have your school and you you have pe or whatever at school yeah but if you want to play football you go to a club that's independently yeah. governed and has its own facilities and its own pitch and everything yeah what are the, i don't know yeah. if i want to ask Jaden, does the government or the like london as a town do they support it because this the city of zurich does fund Mm. the the local clubs in order to that the that the people have you know like a hobby and the sport for a community as well i don't know if if they if they put money into it to be honest i am not completely in know of how they get funded and stuff like that but when i have been playing when i was younger we've always done like fundraisers and stuff for the clubs So I assume a lot of their funding comes from parents donating or they do like a fun yeah. day for the kids, like a fun fair, and they get the money from that and then put that yeah. back into the club. So I think that's it's a sense of it's a good sense of community in the yeah. in the club to be able to keep this this thing afloat just from yeah. these fun days and Yeah, sure. Being a team essentially. So if yeah, I mean club- every 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 um member of the club in Switzerland, that do has to pay per year a certain amount, but the the city, oh yeah, we have that. We city, have registration fees though. Yeah, we have that as well. But the yeah. city does fund a bit as well because they think it's good for a sense of community and. How expensive sport. are your registration fees? I think actually the registration fees are quite cheap. The registration yeah. fees are fairly low compared to what clubs charge you for membership fees. And I think usually, like 300, 300 per yeah, year. Which, which then can go up quite a lot. But the difference there is that we don't pay for individual training sessions or games. So once yeah. you've paid that, yeah. once you've yeah. paid that yearly fee of like two, 300, whatever it is, depending on the club and how much sponsoring the club has and yada, yada. Mm you then just play for the whole year you train you you play football every weekend and you don't pay any extra whereas in england obviously you pay for every week you pay an extra 10 12 quid just to play the games and depending on on the club also you play for for training and and all of that so that's a big difference i think in how the payment is handled And, and i think another big difference is that most pitches are government owned in switzerland so we would play on a lot of public pitches or pretty much all public pitches actually where the Mm. clubs just rent them but because it's owned by the government the the pitch rental costs next to nothing whereas in england i know for two hours on a saturday you can pay up to 150 quid which in which in switzerland would probably get you roughly through an entire season yeah. in switzerland sorry would get you through an entire season which is a huge difference as well there because it gives clubs a lot of flexibility if they can just kind of get the pitches for 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 fewer money yeah for lesser money. yeah what's the word for less money um second language talking so much about switzerland i'm thinking swiss <laughs> german again mm-hmm. um okay so so basically from a from a very young age you have to kind of find your way up the pyramid if you want to develop and improve your your own abilities and and improve as a footballer you have to find your own way up 
how do you navigate that? Like, because again, in Switzerland, it's just about you'll go to a club, you'll play your best. The scouts will come watch you from the bigger teams. The bigger team scouts will be like, yeah, you're good enough. Join us. You'll join them. You'll work your way up there. And then eventually you'll get to the first team. And in England, it sounds much more complicated, much more intricate. You have to be playing for the right team and then work your way step by step into the correct teams. How do you navigate that situation as a youngster? Where's the, what's the best path to go? So with it's it's essentially the same thing of scouts will come and watch you take you to these bigger teams, but I think it's it looks more confusing for you because obviously England has a lot more teams than Switzerland do. So um, there'll be it is harder and because there's more people playing, like you won't get your your very rarely when you're younger you might get it where you get your Chelsea's, your cities, your Man United's coming in for you just by watching you play Sunday League and stuff. But what you will get is these lower teams who, when you are younger, like your Cat 2 Academies, Cat 3 Academies, who will be watching Sunday League tournaments and things like that, who will take you on as well. But if you don't, if you're not in an academy, so it goes once you hit 16, you either get you can get a two-year scholar, which is 17 to 18. But then you can't, you're not necessarily guaranteed a, a pro contract. The best players in academies, like you'll see Garnacho, I think, had a he had a two-year scholar and like a two-year pro or something like that. So he was guaranteed a pro contract. But that's only for like the top level players. Um, so that's why a lot of people get kicked out of academies and whatnot at. 18 or 17, 18, because their scholars have run up and the club doesn't want to give them a pro contract. That's when they drop down to like your your step one, step two academies, uh, step three teams, Hamwell Town, things like that, and then try to work their way up that way. A bit like um, Jared Bowen did with Hereford. He started with Hereford when he was about 17, 18, then got his move to Hull. And then obviously it's exploded since then, but the England international he is nowadays. So yeah, let's talk about you then, because you you joined Brent after playing uh, for your school team, if I if I'm not mistaken. That and was a been, Sunday league team, or a Sunday league team even. And then you yeah. joined Brent. You jo- you you played literally men against boys when you were what 15, 16? Yeah. And you've been there for two years now and developed. What was your thought process behind joining Brent, uh, a Saturday league team? So originally, it's I'll take it back to when I was at Pitsanger. Um, I was that season. I was just I was preparing to give up with football. Essentially, I wasn't going to play that year and just carry on with other stuff in my life until uh, one of my friends, Stanley, who um, his dad run the team, and they, he essentially messaged me saying that they're desperate for players because otherwise they might not have a team next year. So I said I'd play. I got a few of some of my friends to play as well. And it was it was just good fun Like for the year. We weren't a great team, but it was just good fun playing football with some of my friends and stuff. And I had... Did you at that time have any ambitions to like go pro or semi-pro or were you just playing for fun? To be honest, I didn't think I was good enough uh, at, at that time. And then towards the end of the season, I had a very good season. And uh, you'll see Gilo, who is a known character of Brent, approached me and said that there is a, a semi-pro team that wants wants some players and wants me to come down. He was referring to Brent as semi-pro, but um, not yet, so he can come. 
But um, yeah, he's, he told me to come down along with Seth as well. So I I, said, I sort of just come down just because Seth was going. And thought I'd have some fun, had some fun training the weather for preseason and then go back to do what I was doing. But I just, I, I found the motivation to start playing again because I needed to, I had the choice of going to play for under 18 teams or moving straight up to men's football. And I think the men's football suited me more because I was I was a lot smaller, I was a lot skinnier. So I was just getting moved up the ball in, in my games very easily. Whereas the first season taught me how to essentially use my body to stop this from happening and to to be able to do better. Yeah, you were thrown in kind of the deep end with with in that first season, like with a team that was struggling at the time as well, a lot of inconsistencies and you had to kind of stand your ground and, and make do and figure out how even just to keep on the ball and not get pushed off by 36 year old um, dads of three. Armin, with, in your upbringing, were you, did you ever have that ambition to become a professional footballer or did you, did you kind of notice fairly early on that that wasn't for you or are you, do you still have ambitions to become a pro footballer? No, I think I was, I was never quite good enough to even think about that. I mean, obviously, when we were a kid, we always wanted to be footballer. But um, I think I got better with 17, 18, and that was already maybe too late. And now, obviously, I'm nowhere near good enough to even think about that. No chance. But I, I wanted to ask Jason something, actually, because when I played with you guys on the at the matches the pitches the uh, the pitches were that bad i thought i cannot play my game here you know and i think me and jaden are a bit sort of similar kind of players and that's what i wanted to ask like how do you deal with that because if i think i would have to play all my life on these pitches i wouldn't i couldn't show my quality yeah no it is it's it's very difficult for a player who wants to take people on yeah to be able to to be a creator in in the sense of beating a man putting a ball in the box or beating two people and then playing a ball through it's very hard because it's we're playing a very unpredictable on, on an unpredictable pitch you don't know it's where a different kind of football go. over there it's it's, it's, different. it's a lot it's different. a different sport yeah it's it's a lot more physical when it's that sort of pitch it's yeah. more fighting not yeah. really football whereas you see on when we play on like an astroturf yeah all of us we're all of a much better team just because we don't have to worry about the ball bouncing up on our shin <laughs> or yeah. or it bouncing up on our knee or something like that but yeah it is hard but it's something i've learned to deal with over the last two years yeah i think it makes you a better player as well i mean i've i had this realization as well when i came to england you know that the the pitches the i mean the the best grass pitch in switzerland in in england is still would still be classified as a terrible pitch in Switzerland. There is the difference is that big. It's just horrible. Yeah, it's bad. and even and even our home pitch, Boston Manor, which is probably one of the better ones in the leagues, is still. I mean, it's atrocious. It's it's an absolute mess of a pitch. And 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 I think what Jane, I think you need to come over here. You would love it, Jane. You'd love the pitches yeah. here, man. They're so good. But, but I'm actually but I very think... interested in going playing abroad. I'll be here all summer, man. I got actually I got my surgery today, so I'll be doing my rehab all all um what the day this airs, I mean. Uh all all summer I'll be here so you can just come and play and live at mine. It's fine. 
Um, no, but I think what it does, the bad pitch, is it makes you adapt your game. It makes you a better player in the sense of you you start dealing with certain game situations differently. Whereas in Switzerland, sometimes you'd be like, well, I, I can, the pitch is not an issue. So I'll, I'll try a little bit too much. Maybe you'll do fancy stuff. And, and here it's like, no, 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 the bare necessities. I'll, I'll take a touch. I'll pass it on. I'll play two touch football. I'll, I'll make it as simple but, as possible. To but even two touch football isn't possible sometimes. It's difficult, but, it, but it, I mean, it's been five years now for me. So I think I've managed to adapt, but yeah, it, but yeah I mean, it just, my connection, it makes it, yeah, it makes it difficult to, to adapt. Okay, boys, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about dealing with setbacks. 17. 17. Yeah. 18 next week. What's your birthday next week? It is. Nice. Nice, nice. Good stuff. All right. We are back to discuss setbacks, which I think is a very important part of football because as I've sadly noticed myself it can't always go smooth i know both of you started this season with a bit of a setback um armin you ended up in the not the team you wanted to play for at the beginning of the year you'd hoped to play in a higher league and and the club or whoever was in charge made the decision to put you in the other team which actually was a blessing in disguise because it made you come to england and now we've met and, and all of the rest of it and Jaden, and i you as well you Alex, you sent me that message from from Alex early in the season where he he told you you'd be taking some time away from the ones playing for the twos before you work your way up. We all know that the, both of those stories ended happily. Both of your teams got got promoted. Armin getting close to 40 GNAs and, and Jaden now on the verge of, of bigger and better things after a great season for the ones. Let's maybe start with Armin on this one. How how do you deal with with setbacks like this? You, you know, you're dropped, you're disappointed, but obviously it still goes on. You have to make the best out of a bad situation. How what goes on mentally in those situations, and how do you cope with with situations like that? Yeah, just a bit of a background. I last year I stopped playing for like the how should I call it? Maybe the under. 20 of our the juniors of our yeah. team the juniors yeah so i started to to come to the adults and then i started to to play for the for the second team and i i trained i trained i trained with them and it was fun and i thought i did well in training as well and then he told me i the the coach that I should go in the in the lower team and get some minutes, and yeah, it was it was the first time I was like in my life I was like dropped to a lower team because I was always playing for the first team uh, t- during the juniors, so it was like I was like I was like a bit in shock, and but I sort of took that really. <laughs> really hard and then I started going to the gym never missing a training session always going to I I live right by the football pitch so it's a bit easier going every three seconds going to play going to train and yeah and ever and I had an amazing season and actually yesterday the coach of the other team came to me and he just said congratulations on the season you went there and you 
you tore the league apart basically which was like it was since yesterday this is like I was really proud of myself in a way that I had this season and we're now in the same division as the team that dropped me so yeah it was it definitely was the first time in my life I was like that driven and yeah I really I really enjoyed this this journey and even like the I have to say the 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 break when I came to London I was like I have to I I don't want to when everybody is not training I want to train you know to be ready for the season and I just went I was uh speaking with the teachers at the school can I train somewhere can I go to play some games and then I then Bene told me that uh you're you're running or you're you're a captain or sort of the leader of the team and yeah that helped massively and I could kick kick start the season after that good spell at Brent thank you Brent love you (laughs) (laughs) shout out to Brent in in your team's success this year just tell me quickly about the the moment where you hear of that because you you made it sound there like it had almost it almost changed your mentality for the better. It almost yeah. sounds like you might not have trained this hard if you hadn't been told yeah. that you're getting relegated to the to the lower team. How difficult was it to turn that negative feeling into positive energy and, and dedicate yourself to work harder? To be honest, the first half hour I was just lying in my bed and like I was just very upset because I thought I would play in this team. And after, and then it would just start, I would say, okay, you just have to prove them wrong now, basically. And I know it sounds a bit like cliche. I mean, it's still the lower leagues and it's amateur football. It's not like, it's not the Premier League, but I'm just that, that's just the, the nature of me that I want to always be the best, get goals get assists and yeah and then was that difficult then, though to kind of go okay i'm gonna show these guys was that a difficult yeah, thing to no, do no it, it to be honest uh, it was it was it pushed me all the year and we had such an amazing team as well in the in the lower league i i it was was one of my one of the most um it was one of the best years honestly of my life playing football and i mean I loved I loved the journey as well. I mean going to the I mean I hate going to the gym by the way. I hate it. Honestly when I walk in there and I see all these guys lifting I was like oh, I want to I want to get out again. But I just this 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 force inside of me just drove me to go in there and and work on stuff. Yeah. Now I know, Jaden, your story is very similar because I you sent me that screenshot of of a text by our our dear friend Alex, the the, the captain of the ones. Who did, did captain's a strong word? Did, did you? <laughs> I'm not going to get involved. I mustn't. Did okay. did you go? Did you go through a sort of similar process than to, to what Armin just described there, where where you 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 got the the message that you would be placed in the in the second team or the team below the league you wanted to play in or you played in last year how how did that affect you and how did you turn that around into into kind of a positive 
mindset? So at first, when I first got a message from Alex, I wasn't actually too bothered. And I wasn't bothered until about December when Alex said that he wanted me to play that cup game against, I forget the name. There was like an old Scottish London team. We had a cup game quite far away. And when he texted me saying, am I available for it? And I said, yes, that motivated me so much to play well, just to, to prove him wrong of him saying that I could I wasn't going to be in the ones. I was going to be in the twos. But then now for him to call me up and to to play well is, is what motivated me to to do it. And then I think I, that's when I started my, um, my goal scoring run with just after that game, I think it was. Started playing very well and then obviously stayed in the ones the rest of the season. Was that? Did you did you feel something shift inside you when you got the call up for that game, or or, or did that just kind of I don't know? You just kind of find yourself on the pitch realizing, oh, I, I want this more than usual, or was it just like a case of turning up and doing my thing? It was more. It was more a realization of I have to perform if I want to stay here, like because I knew that I wouldn't be picked again if I didn't play well. Because it's happened to a lot of players in the ones where they come up to the ones, don't play well in the ones, and then go back down and then never come back up to the ones. Whereas I wanted to play in the ones. So I had the sort of realization of I have to play well, otherwise I won't be uh I won't be selected. You just have to ask, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing for the twos and I just asked, but can I play for the ones? Yeah, okay. There was yeah, there was this... no there was no way you weren't gonna get picked for the ones after scoring two on your debut. The problem, was, the, problem was, the, the problem was you spent yeah. every every week watching Arsenal at the Emirates. Yeah, after. you would have. Had it was a bit unfortunate. Yeah, I just I mean I only I think I only played two two games for you. I won one game for the twos and one for the ones. But I enjoy, I really enjoyed the training sessions. I have to say, you're welcome. Thank you. Let's talk about that sort of elite mentality that you touched upon there. The the you know, you said it's not the Prem, it's not the Champions League, it's not a World Cup, but it's it's like lower league football, it's Saturday League, whatever it is. But you're still you still have that natural drive and natural ambition inside you to to improve and give it your all. And and I for one have always really struggled with that as well, where I've always felt like I'm the one or one of maybe two or three in the team who takes this more seriously than than the rest. Like I've always struggled with this concept because for me, so football is a very social part of my life it's it's somewhere where I go to to see people I really like and the off the pitch stuff is 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 important to me and I'm making sure that people um you know that they become mates after a while and you you get you become friends but for me what what always I struggled with is as soon as I go on the pitch whether that be training or, or games or whatever I it's all about winning it's all about getting the result for the team it's improving everyone individually and as a team it's a stereotype but it's very much true and and almost at all costs I think I I consider myself to be a fair player but I'm very driven and once we're on the pitch like the friendships and stuff they don't really exist because I want to improve and this has been I mean both of you have probably felt that from me while playing with me but I know yeah. Jaden I've I've spent a lot of time with you kind of drilling that sort of mentality into you and trying almost to kick it out of you a little bit because I've always mm. taken offense to players with ability like to be fair both of yours but but if someone if I had your ability Jaden then I I'd be scoring 30 goals you know with my mindset and I've always tried <laughs> to kind of 
deal with that and and i know it's an issue where sometimes people you know they kind of make fun of you for taking it too seriously or or you're not even i don't know you're not respected for for wanting it too much or to you know you get told oh fabi you're you're too intense and people just come here to have a beer after and just chill a little bit and and i'm like no but i want to win and i I think i've mellowed over the years but i know this i still have this inside me and and i think we have a good group now at brent where sort of that mentality is shared and i also know i've had this conversation with you arman where you've also said sometimes people almost make fun of me for for taking it so seriously and for that this means so much to me is that the case for you as well Jaden? where you you feel like you have almost a a professional mentality in terms of how you approach it and everything to everyone else or are you quite happy to just just turn out turn up and play the game for the fun of it I think it's I'm in a different circumstance in in the sense that I've I want to go further than playing for Brent I want to go make money playing football professionally Whereas I need to, there's sometimes in the game where I've lost my head and started shouting at people for giving up too early and stuff and things like that. But that's just because I, in that moment, I haven't realised that some of these people are just here to, just for the social aspect of to play a football game and and to, I don't know, like go for a drink after the game or whatever. Whereas I want to, I'm constantly trying to, put myself in situations where I've never been before just to try and improve in a certain aspect of the game where I want my technical ability to get better, uh, my game understanding of when, where I should pass, if I should have a shot, if I shouldn't. But again, it is win at all costs when you're on the pitch. It's not, that's how I see it anyway. I don't see as, I don't see losing as an option, but that's when it annoys me when I see people, if I see people not trying as hard or, yeah, or not willing to put the effort in as hard as, as I am. But yeah, I need to understand this. How do you deal with that, Armand? How do you deal with, with being kind of the the most ambitious one, the, the Joshua Kimmich? Of I, the wouldn't, team? No, I wouldn't say I'm the Joshua Kimmich of the team. There are other, in my team, there are other players who are competitive as well. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but I do struggle a lot when... With people, I, I could hold, I could uh, hold back at Brent because I didn't know you guys and I didn't want to be that guy that the first few weeks is gonna shout at everyone. I could hold back quite well, but I do have a problem, as Jaden said, when I see people. I really struggle with people in the team who don't want to win as much as me. I really struggle with it, and I do have to hold back sometimes. Even like my my friend said to me a week ago, like you're like a shapeshifter on the pitch, you're this, and off the pitch you're like calm, you're funny, like you're 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 like the most nice guy, and then on the pitch I'm like I do scream at people sometimes, and I do maybe regret it after, but that's just me. And when we play football, emotions are running high, and then. Yeah, some people say, "Yeah, relax. It's just lower leagues." And I do, I do. I think you have the same problem, Fab. Um, yeah, that's what what I most struggle with when I see people not wanting to win as much as me. And that's how just... do you how do you cope with that? What's the what's the 
how do you deal with that situation where like you sometimes find yourself in trying to run through a brick wall and you want your teammates to support and they're just kind of you kind of see find yourself looking over your shoulder like guys why am I the only one here yeah to be honest I don't I don't I think react that well most of the time most of the time I go I just I'm just pissed off and I I should I should be more positive sometimes and but that's because I'm I'm one of the young the one of the most young people in the team you don't have that credibility yet so um yeah I sometimes I just go in go in my shell and I just kick around bottles <laughs> <laughs> Is it something? Is it something you're actively working to improve on and find ways to deal? Yeah, with? I should be. I should. I should be definitely be more positive and and lift the guys rather than taking them down. Yeah, I, I do need to work on that. Jaden, how how is that for you? Because I mean, you you spoke about the you spoke about the the ambitions that you have that are different to everyone else you 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 want to go further you want to see how far you can take him make money playing football it, it, in that way in that sense it always becomes a, an individual sport doesn't it where where you're you're still in a team and you have to you know make sure the results come in for the team but also you're very much an individual sportsman where you try and further your own career and, and follow your own interests and your own ambitions how, how do you unite those two components i think it's technically speaking it's football is a team game but on the other on the other hand it's individual moments that win football games so it's 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 the skill to beat a player or to to cut in on your right and have a shot from 30 yards out it goes in that is an individual moment from you whereas I think it's I don't know it's a bit harder for me to to differ, differentiate from the two it's they're almost the same thing if that makes sense but they're just two separate sides of the game the individual part and the team the team part which is I need to get better at the team part of it because I need to be able to to press with a team better I think to move around for my team a lot better to be able to my movement off the ball individually my movement off the ball I think is very good if I, I can drift away from my man constantly but my movement I say towards our team to open up for a pass or something like that isn't as good as it could be so that's something I need to work on but it is it's something I'm still trying to understand myself of how do you differentiate the team aspect of it and the individual part of it you you said there about about how how you 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 incorporate yourself in a team and and making individual moments to decide games for your team speaking of of Brent and and you both have been part of this season's development and and when I asked you about what you want to talk about on this pod Jay, you said you want to talk about the progress within Brent and your own progress within this season Speak to me about that. What's been, what, what are the standouts for this season? Obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, you've been promoted to the ones, you've established yourself there now. Where do you see the key elements of that development within your own progress and also the teams? I think the team is, 
I think I think the mentality of the team is very very good. Like we have some teams you might get like you like you said yourself like you might not get everyone wanting to win whereas I felt like this season the majority of us wanted to win every single time because we were in a title race. So I did I love the the team mentality of it and taking it seriously getting there getting there way before we would normally get get to a game. And the the proper warm ups of everything is it was very enjoyable to be part of it. Um, but I, I think for myself, I've just got I had a switch of mentality in say December January time of essentially those two. There was the first one was confidence is key, and uh, to I wanted to score more, so I had to change my ways of going to beat someone three or four times. What, what brought those changes? What what cha- what happened to, <clears throat> to bring in those changes? So the the scoring more goals is actually from you was saying I need to I need to focus in and focus on scoring more. If the objective is to score more, then I will score more. Which is that was a big big help from you and I thank you for that because that as simple as it is, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have really thought of it that way. I just thought I need to score more. And I wouldn't have had that mentality shift. But with, I think confidence, the confidence of it is, I think is the most underrated part of football. Because if if you're confident in your own ability, you can you can beat anyone. Like this, I think it's anyone I ever come up against, like one on one. If I square them up one on one, I'm I I say to myself, I'm going to beat them every time. It's, I just have to put myself in a state of delusion where I say I'm the best football player on this pitch and I'm going to play like it, which is, I think, changed a bit for me because now I feel I'll just take anyone on when I'm in that sort of mindset. Do, do you want to bunny hop on that or hop onto that, Armand? Is there yeah. any bunny hop on that? What am I talking about? Do you want to Definitely. hop on that, Armand? The I, I totally agree with Jade. Totally agree with Jade. And I, I always, when I go one, we want. If you're confident, it's just a whole whole another it's a whole another level. Even when you go through on goal, if if you're confident and you know where you're gonna put it, and there's all the studies out there to prove it, if you're confident, you're just it's just a whole nother level. And if you're not confident, chances you're gonna miss, you know, just you just think in your head, let's just shoot. And hope for the best. And if you're confident, you think I'm going to slot it in the bottom right or top right, and you're going to do it. And I totally agree with that. It's very underrated. And about scoring goals, I mean, I, I, at the start of the season, I said it to myself as well. I want to, I mean, I'm playing good and I'm doing my thing. I'm getting some assists and beating, beating players like easily, but I want to, add more goals to my game and to be honest what did the trick for me is just arriving arriving in the box at at a good timing i think that's 50 60% of scoring is arriving in the box in the perfect timing and if you master that you're going to score so many tap-ins you're going to score so many easy finishes that will add up to your tally and getting on some pens as well helps <laughs> <laughs> if you can get them off Bennett, to be fair, he, he yeah, yeah, we, 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 
we, we, we split them, I think. Okay. Well, what's the, where'd you get the confidence from? Is that just a, something that you tell yourself before the game, I'm going to be confident or, I mean, you can't, you can't buy confidence usually. Yeah. It just kind of comes naturally, no? For me, I think you have to, maybe you have to start at a normal confidence level all the time. And then when you have a good game, for me, the confidence goes up. It doesn't just, it doesn't just first game of the season. It's there on top. I mean, it's, I have a good, healthy confidence, but when I score and I assist and then it's when it's really going up. How about you, Jane? Where do you take your confidence from? And how do you deal with when things go poorly, when you miss a chance or you, you can't, you, you know, the, the defender gets the ball off of you? Surely that knocks your confidence. How do you maintain it, though? With If I get tackled or something, trying to take someone on, it doesn't really affect me because I know that I'm not going to... Not even Messi's been there one-on-one every time. But with chances, I know I should be scoring that. It it sticks with me. But it's something I've I need to learn how to let go of and just... The next one's coming. It's... You rubbed off an assist for me, man. I, <laughs> I, I have it still in my head. You were through on goal and then you missed it. I don't think that was me. Surely yeah, it was you. It was you. It definitely <laughs> was you. <laughs> um, but I think this, the ball bubbled one, one time. Yeah, before. Yeah. The ball definitely bubbled on most of my Don't worry about that. <laughs> That's the excuse for it. Um, but with taking people on, is in if I take someone on and beat them first time in the game, my confidence just goes up because I know I can beat this person over and over again now. But it's like I can, I've noticed now with more with the people at training and when we do our interclubs and stuff like that, I can tell when people are scared of like me taking them on, which is when I, I do it more. Like I can give an example of uh, of Alex doesn't want to get nutmegged by me. So he he stands with his legs more close together, so I can't not make him. But then it's easier for me to get round him or to to go to the side of him. So I think it's that gives me confidence in them that he's scared of my ability to to get past him and stuff like that, which yeah. is a big thing for me. I I like taking these almost little nuggets of confidence from these players during the game. I think the first duel is very important as well. The first duel yeah. between a defender because. If I, I'm the same as you, if I ne- don't necessarily win the first, uh, don't can't go past the first time, it's not that difficult for me to cope with, but for the defender, it's a big co- yeah. confidence boost most of the time, especially in training, because I think with you as well, they know you're that kind of player and me, I'm that kind of player as well. So they think, okay, today is in my pocket. So that's why I think the first duel is so important. If you beat them in the first duel, they think, oh, the whole training, yeah. I have to I have to deal with this prick. So, uh, yeah, I think the first duel is so important, especially for to get in the in the defender's head yeah. as well. Definitely, I I agree with that. There's you can build a rep from that first from that first uh, clash. Let's let's chat about the future. Both of you are now on to bigger and better things. Armin playing in a higher league. What are your what are your goals for for the for the for the next year? Maybe let's let's go that far. Armin, do you set yourself a personal goal? Do you want to do you want to reach a certain number of of goals and assists, or just see how it goes, see how it feels? What are your yeah? I I always set myself a, a 
a goal tally at the start of the season just to yeah just to have that hunger in a way I wanted to reach my goals so I think last season my goal was 12 goals and I had 18 at the end so this season I would say because it's a higher league I would say 10 with 10 goals I would be quite happy I think what about you, Jaden? I mean, you. I'm. I'm. I'm assuming there's there's other targets in 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 your future coming up. With with you've got a trial coming next week on on Tuesday, I believe. Uh, you, you'll eventually want to play professional football. How far ahead do you do you let yourself go? How far ahead do you let yourself think? I'm just sort of letting it go a season at a time. I think for this next season, my aim is to just sort of build up a a good football CV of lots of clips, like a highlight reel essentially of me playing this year to be able to sell myself to these clubs. If I want to go play in America, if I want to go play abroad, I can sell myself in these clips of me playing this this next year coming and hopefully progress further on with that. What's the what's the lure of going abroad, of, of playing for a higher I mean I know you you're in you're in Hawks to to go maybe to overseas to to the US. What what's the lure of that? To be honest, with the US, it's just a very different environment. Like if you look at some of the the college facilities they have, there, they're almost like Premier League level facilities, just from where they pump money into their their college systems with the and whether the American football teams that get like 40,000 people in college coming to watch their games or something like that it's just it's, it's appealing to me the the opportunities that could come from it but again I wouldn't if something come up in the future about me going to play abroad beforehand I think I would take it all right I mean at this point we definitely wish you the best of luck i'll i'll Thank come you. back i'll be on my rehab but i'll definitely come and watch you as much as i can and <laughs> and and follow your progress and if you need a crap editor to edit your clips together you know you know where to find me you got my number um is there anything else you want to you want to add to this discussion arman maybe from your side in terms of mentality or or, or going forward yeah. for the future yeah for me i think it's going to be I have to like reset myself because we're in a higher league now. We're probably going to fight for for uh, keeping keeping us up in the league. The, just what's the word for not getting relegated? Keep a securing survival, survival, survival. Exactly, securing so, league status. I believe. Yeah. So so you have to adapt your your game to that. You're not going to have the ball that much as we did. You're not going to be babe, maybe. I don't know. You're not gonna score every game, so yeah. Um, just uh, be a bit more cautious, but still have a good, good uh, confidence. With me, I'll also I'll also come to to Zurich to to watch you as as much as as possible, of course, and, and follow your progress because my boys yeah. are playing the league higher now, which is uh, pretty cool. Yes, yes. All right now. I wanted to use this moment here to let Jaden do some shout outs because he was desperate to do some shout outs. Um, not entirely sure. Oh, there he is. 
I was just about to say, I was just about to say, Jane, that, that I was going to use this moment to let you do some shout outs because I know you're keen to to shout out some people on the pod. So this is your moment. Oh, there's so many to to think of. I want to say a big thank you to you. You helped me a lot this year with my uh, the mentality of playing football and how I, that can affect how I play, things like that. Uh, this is this is to both of you this is I I need to say something here quickly sorry to interrupt (laughs) this is to both of you you've both you've both told me you've both said thank you to me for for kind of supporting or helping you whatever in in this situation and and one part of it obviously is that I I fucking love doing it because I see so much of of myself in both of you and in the styles of how we play and you know like the the kind of the mentality going into playing football so there's a lot of it gives me a lot of satisfaction and fun to kind of be able to support and have a bit more experience now I'm fucking 10 years older than you more even Jaden and so like there's there's that which is a, a huge that it gives me a lot of satisfaction as well to be able to kind of yeah support and and pass on and and and, and help out the other part of it is that I will take about three percent of the credit maximum because you still have to put the effort in you know you're still the guys with the ball on you know in, in on your feet and you're still the guys putting the shifts in at the gym and and doing the hard work and watching the videos and I'm you know it, it's you playing it's your own careers it's your own qualities and technical abilities I'm just there to like poke a little bit but it's I mean again you know I appreciate you saying thank you and you're more than welcome but it's all it's literally all you I genuinely mean that it's all it, you have all the ability it's just about putting it out on the pitch and, and expressing yourself go ahead thank you um the other I would like to Hashi's another one is Hashi's just a great person to have around Brent I think he's uh his positivity is and his I don't know his even just his little compliments in a game or the little little handshake in a game it, it picks you up if you've done if you've lost the ball or something like that and gives gives you confidence to drive on so I'd say thank you to him because he's helped me a lot even like during the games and uh, finally this one hurts me a little bit to say but I, I have to say thank you to Alex because Alex showed a lot of faith in me from December forward and to um, I feel like he's to, to get that from one of the senior members of the squad's to be uh, to show that faith in me, from it's it's, it's almost it's it's quite it's quite nice to see. But it's um he's a, he's a good person to be a captain for a club for any club. He's a he's a great captain, and uh, as much as I make fun of him for mm. for for not being the captain, um he he's done very well this year. So I will give my my props to him, and he's had a good year. He's had a good year for. For the Brent ones, I think it makes him. I know he likes to say it quite a lot. And it's made him, technically speaking, the highest standing Brent manager ever. I think in the league, anyway, will put us in the highest league. So well done to him, and a uh, happy fortieth coming up, Alex. Uh, at this point, from all three of us, uh, Alex, for for this feat, uh, you're yeah. welcome. Um, Armin, actually, where's my shout out? Arma gets a shout out as well because your last training session, we were the the free up front of me, you, and Hashi was that probably was the most fun training session I've ever had. Yeah, that was really enjoyable. Where we I scored about that. fifteen goals in one in one game. I don't know who did the teams. 
whoever did they were unfair <laughs> yeah that was yeah, pretty that was fun i think i was in goal for the opposition yeah you were in goal when i, I remember I, I don't actually ever give you the chance to shout anyone out is there anyone you want to shout out on the pod yeah obviously the whole of my team because um yeah they've just been very open you know when i've joined them and they gave me so much love from from day one basically and i feel i felt so i felt so protected and in a way i could express myself there so that was not, i would i don't take that for granted for sure and yeah i mean obviously at for my my parents you know who are there every game who i mean now i i drive myself but back back then they drove me to the games and stuff so which is just um which i don't take for granted as well so yeah and my and my my best friends for just playing with me since we're like small little fuckers because without them it wouldn't be wouldn't be as as much fun as it is yeah what what a what a nice note to end on actually we should do this more often just end on a on a gonna have a cry in a minute yeah exactly end on a positive <laughs> sentimental note all right that's it for today Jaden, thank you so much for for doing this this was a lot of fun uh some unexpected redemption there at the end and some really interesting insight into the mentality and and also the football pyramid in england we of course wish you all the best on thank you for the, for the future yeah. um go be... to arsenal eh? <laughs> if you do make it come to the arsenal hopefully <laughs> hopefully i definitely won't i definitely wouldn't turn down the opportunity to get to arsenal <laughs> No, it's it, it. I even I would say I even I would advise you to to go if you have the chance. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for doing this. I I hope you had fun. Uh, it'd be great to have you back sometime in the future. Thank you, Admiral. Uh, when you're at Arsenal, and uh, we shall see you and hear you again soon. Uh, as always, the shout out to our listeners to follow us on the socials. This is episode 19. After episode 20, we'll have another chat. There might be some more content coming up. There might be some some TikTok content and some YouTube shorts and some other content coming your way. Alex won't know what that means, but some of you might. Um, And uh, yeah, we shall hear you soon. Any last words from you guys? Not really. I've got nothing left to say. I think I've, yeah. I I forgot to shout, I forgot to shout out the brand guys, obviously. Sorry. (laughs) All the guys, uh, you guys, uh, Ashi, Alex, Seth, uh, Davide. Oh, what's what? Oh, I forgot. Yeah. I was called the, the Italian striker. Gio? Gio, yes. Gio, of course, never passed me the ball, but still, I love you. Um, yeah, it was, it was such a fun time. I will never forget it. Thank you, guys. And on that, we're out. <laughs> <laughs>